Hi, I'm Mark Fontaine and welcome to the Service Design Show podcast. This is a special episode as it's the fifth edition of the Service Design Show Trend Report. This show is all about helping you to design services that make a positive impact on people and business. And one way we help you to achieve this is through these trend reports. These trend reports help you to make better decisions today by showing you where service design is heading tomorrow. So we're going to look at the highlights of the last 10 episodes and talk about the things you should be paying attention to. If you haven't listened to the previous trend reports, check out the links in the description of this episode. All right, now it's time to look at these trends one by one. The first trend I want to talk about is technology and specifically is technology a threat or an opportunity for service designers? This is the era of cognitive computing and the challenge I have as a designer is I turn up in a room um, with me, me post-it notes and me pens and, <laughs> and, and, and the reality is, is that the machines are doing it all by themselves. It's like, well, I'm, yeah. am, I, am, I, am I relevant? I mean, I'm using analog tools. Yes, we love to work in an analog way. That's who we are, that's what we do, and we love that we're really good at it. But we're not that good at adopting new technology really fast to enhance our design process, not as quickly as other fields do. Why is that? Especially now that new technology like AI and VR is becoming accessible on a practical level for almost anyone. So think about this. How could we use things like AR for pattern recognition in data analysis. How could we use AI, for instance, to create on-the-fly visual mood boards to um, bring ideas to life? Or how could we use VR to prototype service experiences? These are just a few ideas on how we might be able to use new technology to enhance our design process. The reason why I'm so curious about this specific trend is I think it will allow us to overcome some of the human limitations we have and eventually help us to design better services faster. For instance, by allowing us to take a more holistic view and create more realistic prototypes. The second trend is actually a question. And the question is, what is our added value today? And what will it be tomorrow? And this was triggered by some of the conversations we had in the past in episodes regarding service design moving from agencies to in-house teams and how does service design relate to other disciplines within an organization? What happens when everyone goes in-house? What happens when organizations no longer want to pay for you know, consultancy? And how far can we take this service design thing um, before we all realize that ultimately it's better in-house? Or is it? <laughs> there is an undeniable movement that service design is moving from agencies to in-house teams. And this raises the question, what do these in-house teams add to the existing business? According to Mauro Pocini, he said, the business feels that it owns strategy. Marketing feels that it owns the customer. So what does design add? Well, design adds the ability to prototype ideas. One of the big drivers of this movement to in-house team is really implementation. Companies feel that they can implement ideas better and faster when they have in-house teams. They start to see service design as a real core competence that will allow them to create a competitive advantage. Uh, but if we as a community, we want to impact and influence the business, if we want to change the world, if we want to create value for people and society, then we need to interface ourselves with the business. So we need designers that can talk that kind of language, that can interact with the business world, and that can articulate the value of what we do for them so that they can empower us 
to change the world. So these teams really need to show their added value and be really clear about what that is. It's all about how we position ourselves within an organization. And we have to understand what we give to and take from the organization. Regarding this trend, it's really important that you understand what you're worth and that you know how your role is changing so that you can anticipate to that. Know what makes you unique and communicate that and also think about how can you transform to the next level when an in-house design team starts taking over your existing role. So I think if we really want to have meaningful change, if we want to grow internally, externally, we should look for bigger problems to solve. The third trend I want to talk about is about building service design capacity, democratizing service design and scaling service design. And it relates to the previous trend we talked about and it has been mentioned in a lot of the previous trend reports. It's all about making service design business as usual. In the past 10 episodes, we had a quite interesting angle on this topic, and that was by Doc Powell, who's tasked with scaling service design on a global level within IBM. And that raises the question, what do we actually want to scale when we talk about scaling service design? Uh, well, we, we want to scale output eventually. Uh, I mean, we want to scale the, um, the productivity of designers and the teams that they're working on. Um, you know, we want to take, you know, uh, a, we want to, to replicate a high functioning team. You know, we want to figure out what's working with that team and we want to do that 20 or a hundred or 500 times over. You know, uh, that's, that's, that's what scaling means. It's undeniable that the demand for design capacity is growing. It's driven by success stories from companies like IBM, PepsiCo, and institutes like the British government, but also by researches done by McKinsey, Forrester, and Adobe that show the added value of design to business. When we're scaling service design, it's really important that we keep in mind that it's all about giving everyone the capacity to participate in the design process, but it's not about making everyone an expert or a trained designer. So I compare this to giving everyone the ability to read and write without expecting them to write best-selling novels. I really think service design is an art or mm. it's, <laughs> it's, you really need experts. So as a service design community, I think we should be really humble about the expectations we set regarding making people an expert service designer. But we can be really bold about how people, how much people can contribute in the design process. So these are the highlights that I found in the past 10 episodes. But I also invited you, the service design community, to share what you see as the big trends that are shaping service design. Priscilla and Adriana from the SDN chapter in Mexico were one of the ones who responded, and this is what they had to say. Hello everyone, uh, this is Priscilla Williams and Adrian Ojeda and we are both service designers from Mexico City. Uh, the biggest change that we have seen so far in the last six months is that this topic is something that uh, has made a lot of noise lately and I think that before we weren't talking about service design, we were already talking about user experience but not a service design and designing touch points. Um, also I think that there, there has been an awakening in uh, all Latin America about this topic. Uh, 
uh, because before uh, we weren't hearing about these but also there weren't any communities and lately a lot of communities has arisen such as service design drinks Lima, Bogota, Buenos Aires and also Mexico. We are both hostess of the service design drinks Mexico and we also start a community of uh, service design Mexico um, and we give courses to people that are willing to learn more about service design and also at the beginning we were having a lot of trouble to find students and now a lot of agencies and a lot of uh, people in the startup world are showing a lot of interest so I guess that this is the result of uh, the service design discipline becoming more more famous. <laughs> so this is what Priscilla and Adriana had to say. But I'm also curious to learn what you see as the big trends that are shaping service design. Make sure you leave a comment on this episode on SoundCloud and share that with the community. If you're listening to this episode on iTunes, it would be great if you could leave an honest star rating and review. That way you can help to spread the message and grow the community. If you're curious about the previous trend reports, check out the links that are in the description of this episode. And if you're looking for a way to explain service design without confusing people, check out the free course that I've got for you. You can find that free course at servicedesignshow.com slash free course. So that's servicedesignshow.com slash free course. That's all for this trend report. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and I'll catch you in the next episode.